0: Parashas B'Shalach starts with the Pasuk Vayhi B'Shalach What happened when Paru sent out the Jewish people and they were now journeying ostensibly to Eretz Israel. But the quickest route towards Eretz Israel would have been to go straight north towards the land of the Pleshtim. And yet, that's not the route they went. Hashem didn't lead them to the direction of the Eretz Pishtim, even though that was the nearest, most direct route. Because Hashem said, Maybe the people, when they face the battle, will be afraid. They'll come back to Egypt. And therefore, instead of going, so to speak, directly north towards Eretz Yisrael, Klai venture venture east towards the Midbar. There are two questions we can ask on the Pasuk. The first question that Rishonim Yisrael what's this got to do with the fact that Paris sent out the people? I could have said, when Klai shall left Mitzrayim, then Hashem didn't send them in the direction of Eretz but rather He sent them in the direction of the desert. That would have been perfectly good. It has nothing to do theoretically with the fact that Paro sent them out. The second question is, like Rashi points out, even at the later stage, Klai Israel wanted to return to Egypt. And he says, therefore, had they gone straight to their Eresplish in they would have wanted to go back to Egypt. Well, if that's the case. But either way around, for some reason, Klai Yisrael wanted to go back to Egypt. So then, what is did sending them in the direction of of gain? In other words, in what way did this stop them wanting to go back to Egypt when they were going to confront the battle? So I'd like to begin by explaining a point which we've already explained before. I'm sure the audience remembers. But nevertheless, I want to begin from that point again because I'm going to build from that to continue the story and hopefully explain the Ptokim here as well. So let's begin by asking a question on Para. Asking a question on Para. Para may have been in Russia but we don't think of him as being a complete idiot. And if that's the case, we have a question which disturbs us the whole way through the past we read until now. Why and Aaron come to Pari. Why and Aaron threaten Pari. Pari, if you don't let the Jewish people go, you're going to get struck by a plague, be it blood or frogs or wild animals or hail or locusts. And in every single case, para is powerless to stop the plague happening. And in every single time, the plague takes place exactly as the way that it's described, that it's threatened. When Moshe said the river's going to turn to blood, the river turned to blood. Moshe said they're going to be frogs, and there were frogs, and wild animals, and the animals died, and so on. And each time the plague comes, Pari is powerless. There's nothing he can do. And if that's the case, the question which you have to ask is what was Pari thinking? Moshe comes time and again. And every time it's a threat if you don't let the Jewish people go, there's going to be another plague. And another plague. And Pari is being so obstinate. What was his strategy? What was he thinking? And in fact, the one who asks the question, really, are the, people, are the servants of Pharaoh. They sent him and they say, of the Mitzrayim. Don't you realize that Mitzrayim is destroyed? The agriculture is destroyed. The livestock have been destroyed. The economy has been destroyed. What are you holding on for, Pyro? What do you expect is going to happen? Are you just making yourself the punching bag for more and more plagues? Just by refusing to cooperate with Moshe? What's the plan? And you can wonder that as well. And if you're already asking questions, now I want to ask another question also. And that is, it's hard to understand Pari's interest engines. But it's equally hard to understand, if you can ask the question so bluntly, why Moshe was such a poor negotiator. What do I mean? Moshe comes to Pari, and he says, Pari, let the Jewish people go. If not, there's going to be a plague. And Pari, absolutely not. Okay, so then there will be a plague. And the plague comes. And Paris is suffering from the plague. And Pari calls Moshe and says, Moshe, please take this plague away and I'll let the Jewish people go. On my honor. And Moshe gives in and he listens. And he says, okay, Pari, I'll take the plague away. Then you let the Jewish people go. And Moshe does take the plague away. He divin says Hashem, the plague ends. Pari, please make good on your word. Pari, remember you promised? Nothing doing. No one's going anywhere. So Moshe says, Pari, there's going to be another plague. If you don't, this is the Jewish people go, then you're going to get hit again. And, Pari refuses to listen. And Pari does get hit again. And once again, he calls Moshe, Moshe, please take away this plague. This time wild animals, let's say. He says, this is, this is, We're going to die. We can't live with our wild animals. Please, Moshe, take the plague away and then I'll let the Jewish people go. And we think to ourselves, Moshe, you've already seen that Paro is not an honest character. You can't trust him. So why do you take away the plague? Do it the other way around. Say, Paro, I've got the upper hand now. No plagues are going anywhere until the Jewish people are outside of Egypt. You have uh, you're at mercy right now. Force him to give in. So last time I made the mistake, para of believing you would keep your word. I see that's not the point. I'm not taking away the plague until the Jewish people are out. And Moshe doesn't do that. He says, Yes, Parra, I'll take away the plague. But Parra remembers that let the Jewish people go. Free. Yes, for sure, don't worry, Moshe, just take the plague going wherever you want. And Moshe listens. Moshe takes away the plague again, and again, Pyro shows himself to be a dishonest, unreliable. And we think to ourselves, Moshe Rabbeinu, how many times are you going to make the same mistake? Can't you see that the time, to, the way to force Pyro to let the Jewish people go is when it is at your mercy. When the plague is raging and he has no option. Press your advantage. Make him let the Jewish people go first. And the question is, why doesn't Moshe do that? So to answer these questions, which are basic questions, and understanding the story of tribe. we've mentioned before, but let's understand it again. And that is, Parry had one question, one unanswerable question, Maybe we've never thought of the question. But if I'm going to tell you what Parra didn't understand, Parra's question, then I'm sure you'll agree, you don't understand either. is a good question. And that is, Parra knows the way the world works. If there's a strong country who wants to take over a weaker neighbor, annex its land, grab its resources so if it's a stronger country it's going to declare war and attack it's going to take by force no one's going to ask their weaker neighbor do you mind would you please agree to let me attack you to take something from you the way the battle works is if you're stronger then you you can grab by force And if that's the case, Parah doesn't understand. If as you see, Hashem is so powerful that He can turn the world around. That He can bring these terrible plagues. So Parah doesn't understand. So why does He keep asking me to free the Jews? Why doesn't He just take them? Why doesn't he just force the Egyptians aside and drive the Jews out of Egypt? Bal Against their will. Why does he keep sending Moshe to ask again and again and again? It's a question, huh? And because of that, Pharaoh came to the conclusion it must be for some reason, that even though Hashem can send plagues, for some reason He can't take the Jews out of Egypt. And that's why He needs me to cooperate. And is that the case, Pharaoh understands? Well, if I'm not prepared to cooperate, then the Jews won't go out. It must be up to me. That's why I'm always being asked. And that's why It hasn't happened by itself and if that's the case I might not be able to prevent the plagues happening but I can resist the Jews coming out of Egypt. Moshe over my dead body I'm not letting the Jews out. That's what Pyro thought and now that we've heard the question And it really needs an answer. Why was the process of Yusuf Mitzrayim through begging Pariyah to agree to let the Jewish people go? Why didn't Hashem just mobilize the Jewish people and march them out of Egypt over the objections of the Egyptians? Why did he need Paro? for? And the answer is because this makes a much greater Kiddush, Hashem. Because when originally HaKadosh Baruch sent a message to Pari, to Pari let my people go and Pari said I don't obey Hashem. Lo Hashem Yisrael yashalech. And therefore Pari saying I've made up my mind I'm not going to let the Jewish people go. Well if that's the case so it's true HaKadosh Baruch could push Pari aside and say Pari I'm stronger than you are. You can't resist me. The Jewish people will go. But that only shows one thing. That shows Australia is stronger than Pirate. Paro never changed. Paro resisted letting the Jewish people go until the end. Had that been the way it would have happened. And there's something greater than that that Hashem wants to show. Not just that He can do things against what people want. That he's stronger than people are. He wants to show more than that. And that is, I can force somebody to do what I, to change their minds and do what I want them to do. Because the one thing which is the strongest by a person is his own rotten, his own decision. You might be stronger than me and do what I don't want you to do, but you can't force me to change what I am. You can't force me to change what I want. Think about all the millions of Jews who were killed throughout the centuries on Kiddush Hashem. They were loyal to Hashem. And when they were threatened to renege in Yiddishkeit, to embrace another religion, they refused. They got killed on Kiddush Hashem. But they died with that strength well, that's steadfastness. Now, you might be stronger than I am, and you can kill me, but you can't change me. I'm loyal to Hashem, I live loyal to Hashem, and I'll die loyal to Hashem. You can't take that away from me. What I, what I am, I'm stronger. Maybe someone who's stronger than you can kill me, but he can't change what I am. And therefore, when it comes to how Hashem deals with parrot. It's not just a case of doing something to overpower Pare. That's not Godless. Of course Hashem is stronger than Parai. But the real of Hashem is that what Parai himself said, he's going to change. Parai himself is going to retract what he said. The same Parai who said, I don't know Hashem is going to say Hashem is more righteous than I. The same Pharaoh who said the Jewish people aren't going to go is going to beg, go down on his knees and beg Moshe, please Moshe, take the Jewish people and leave. It's going to break Pharaoh's rotten. And therefore Hashem isn't interested in forcing the Jewish people out of Egypt against Pharaoh. Hashem wants to beg this. And that is, the par himself is going to be the one to let them go. It's a principle we learn from a Pasuk. Kol Hashem Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does in this world is is to bring about a Kiddush Hashem. Vegam Ra. Even for the Rasha, on the day of Ra, on the day of his punishment, on the day of his downfall, they bring the Kiddush Hashem too not just that the Russia is destroyed but that he's brought to the recognition I was wrong I'm going to change I'm going to accept what was um, I accept what Hashem says and therefore yes Hashem sent Moshe time and again to Paro. To ask him let the Jewish people go because it's going to get to the stage where Paro is going to change and power is going to beg the Jewish people to go. And that brings us to the second point also. If what's making para let the Jewish people go, is under duress, it's under feeling the effects of a Mecca. it's when he has lions prowling his living room, it's when he's staring death in the face, then that's not an example of power changing. I was forced. And therefore it's true, Moshe could have pressed his advantage and forced para to let the Jewish people go while the Makkah was still was still taking its toll. That wasn't para changing his mind. That's the same thing as forcing some power to do what he doesn't want to do. When Hashem wants, is Pharaoh is going to change his mind when there isn't a Makkah, when there isn't some outside factor which is forcing him to do it. Pari is going to let the Jewish people go because he's afraid of Hashem. Not because he's afraid of a wild animal or a locust. And therefore, while the Makkah is taking place, now that's not the time where Hashem wants to let the Jewish people go. He would have. But that's because he's got his back to the wall. And therefore, Hashem will always take the Makkah away. And now the time when Para is going to let the Jewish people go is specifically when there isn't a Makkah. And therefore, after Makkah's Bukharis, when there were no more Makkahs being threatened, right now, Para isn't facing any particular punishment. And now, Parah's the Jewish people go, so that's only because he's afraid of what is gonna do next. That's not fear of a Makkah, that's fear of Hashem. And this is a principle, we mentioned it before, we to do again. But that brings us to the beginning of the sixth Pasha. And that is, on the one hand, bringing paroi to say, I'm letting the Jewish people go, is a victory of a paroi. The Russia has been broken to accept that Hashem is uh, is more powerful than He. But there's a there's a negative side to it as well, and that is, if we were Arab Mitzrayim, because Paro let us go, then to some extent it's going to make it have an influence on Kla Yisrael. Yisrael are going to think we Arab Mitzrayim because Paro allowed us to. And if Paray would change his mind and want to take us back again, then we're going to get stuck. And if Paray would chase after us to reimpose slavery on us, then we're going to be slaves again. In other words, as much as Yisrael Mitzrayim, we we understood that Hakadosh Baruch brought the Makas so that Paray let us go free. But to some extent, and they saw that he established to Paray. We act because he let us free. If that's the case, if we're going to be, so to speak, recaptured by Parah, we will be slaves again. And that's how Haqqal Yisrael felt. It was, it was because Parah let the people out. So then there was the danger that if Parah is going to come and want to bring them back, then they're going to feel that Pyrrha is more powerful. He can take us back. And that's exactly what happened. A few days after Eve Mitzrayim, Pyrrha changes his mind. And he mobilizes the Egyptian army, and he rides out ahead of them to recapture the Jewish people. And the Jewish people find out about it, and the Jewish people are really scared. And the Korat HaShem, like the Postal says, they think we're going to get captured by Parai. Why are you scared of Parai? You're free from Parai. And the answer is no. We only were free because Parai let us out. And now Paray wants us back. What's going to be? And Hashem wants that to happen. Because it's the second part of the goal. As far as Parai is concerned, was to show Parai, Parai, you yourself are going to let the Jewish people go. But now there was a second lesson. And this was a lesson for Klai Yisrael. And that is a lesson for us. Don't think you only went free from Mithraim because Pariyah allowed you to go. And therefore it's up to him. And if he wants to recapture you, then you're going to go back to being slaves. The point of the next lesson, the next lesson of Yamsuf, was different to Yitziya's Mitzrayim. The point of Yamsuf was to show That even though Pirate doesn't want to free you, Pirate is riding ahead of his army and is trying to recapture you. At the height of his power, that's where Hashem is going to destroy him. At Riding at the head of his army of all the chariots of Egypt. They're all going to get swept away by Yamsuf. And what does that show? The lesson the clients shall need to learn. And that is regardless of how strong a parry is. Regardless of how powerful the enemy, Hakadish Hu can destroy. And therefore when you broke away from Pari by Yamsov, then the break is complete. We're now free not because Pari allowed to let us go. We're now free because Baruch Hu saved us. es Yisrael miad mitzrayim. On that day, the day of Yamsuf, was when Hashem saves Klai Israel from Mitzrayim, and Klai will now see it's Hashem saving us from Mitzrayim. And therefore by Yaminu, by We don't find that by, by uh, the day that they came out of Egypt. We find by Yamsuf. By Yaminu, Because now they saw HaKadosh Baruch doing against Pari. Pari wasn't trying to free us. Pari was trying to recapture us. And Hashem destroyed him. And his whole army as well. So that's the first part. The lesson of Yamsuf had to follow the lesson of Mitzrayim. Because the lesson of Yamsuf was we aren't indebted to Pari. We don't look after Pari as being the one to take us out of Egypt. The first explain, some of them. That when the Pasuk says that they would have returned to Egypt when they saw battle, so there are many present given. But one of them is when they saw battle means when they were in the battle of the Egyptians who were going to chase them. Hashem had planned that Pharaoh was going to chase them and had they gone towards Ares Fleshtim then the fear of being pursued and subdued by Pharaoh, they would have run back to Egypt. And why didn't they run back to Egypt? Because they were trapped by the sea. There was nowhere to run. And therefore, they dove into Hashem. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch plan was to direct them to leave Derech Yamsuf. Because that was the way to show them the second part of the lesson. And that is, it's Hashem who took you out of It's not and totally Parach. And that gave the Kaisha the confidence. That if Hashem is fighting for us, then we're going to be victorious against the kings of Canaan too. That's part of the Shira also. When they saw the, the Shira Sayyam, the song at the sea, when they came to appreciation of Hakadish Baruch who's fighting for us, Hashem is an Ishmael Choma. He's mighty in battle. Then let all the nations of Canaan tremble. Let them be afraid. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to destroy them too. And it had that effect. Forty years later, when Yeshua on the eve of the conquest of Eretz Israel sends spies to Yericho, to to feel what's the morale of the people of Eretz Canaan. 40 years later, Rachov tells them, We heard what happened at Yamsov, and since then, for 40 years, this, our spirit has been crushed. And therefore, what would have otherwise been a case of the Kenoyan would have mobilized the fight with all their strength. In clear, Yisrael would have been terrified of a battle. Rather than that, engineers the story of Yamsuf as something which is going to implant terror in the hearts of all the other nations. Yisrael didn't do that. Yamsuf did. That's also going to serve as the encouragement and the Munafakla Israel. Yisrael because that's where we saw that it's HaKadosh Baruch who is fighting for us. A kaddish who is going to destroy the enemies in the future too. One last point, and that is when the apostle says ki amare Hashem said, who did Hashem say that to? And we find a case like this in the Torah, and that is what Hashem said is a way of saying what Hashem intended even if it hadn't been said to somebody specific. Just like the passage says in Beresha, Hashem said, should I hide from Avram what I'm going to do? It means what Hashem plans. So same thing here. Because Hashem planned, the Klai Israel, when they come in with aren't ready to face battle. And that's why He planned Yamsuf, to install that Emunah in them. So that's is one last question. And that is, when Klaishra did come out of Mitzrayim, and instead of journeying towards Azkanaim by going north to the land of the Pleshdem, they rather journeyed the wrong direction towards the desert. What were they thinking? Why are we going the wrong way? Why did they think it was happening to them? And the answer is, they didn't know. It also didn't make sense to them why they were going to the Midbar. When their goal was to get to Eretz Yisrael. They didn't know. They didn't ask. And that's a schus which is remembered for Klai Yisrael thousands of years later. Ko Hashem. Zohariti lo chesed norayich. Hashem says, I remember the love of your youth. And that is, Lech teich baMidbar. When you followed me into the Midbar. When you didn't complain, this is the wrong direction. You didn't doubt Hashem's plan. You were loyal and you followed Hashem into the Midbar. So for thousands of years, Hashem says, I remember the love that you had for me then. And that's the second part. a plan was to bring us to Eretz Yisrael. And it was specifically by not going directly to Eretz Yisrael, that Kol made that plan happen. Specifically by going to Yamsuf, which looked to be the wrong direction, which looked to be going away from Eretz Israel, but it brought us to the experience, which on the one hand crushed the resolve of the people of Eretz Yisrael to resist us, and the other hand gave us the mun and the confidence that we've been successful in the battle to conquer Israel as well. And therefore, what Klaishah learned from Yamsuf, that ba HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in stronger, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in control, he's looking after us, gave us the confidence that we could say, to the of that we can really see now that you're going to be the one to take us and to establish us, in Yerushalayim, in Eretz Israel, which you intended us to get to. I just needed the, the loyalty at the beginning to follow the direction which was giving to us, even though it didn't make sense, until we eventually understood that that was the result that HaKadosh Baruch Hu always had in mind. That was the way we would come back to Eretz Israel.